And welcome back, fellas and bellas all over the world, to another episode of the Napoli Rant. I am Raf Biz, joined by my co-host, Avicar of SOBS, Rafa Rispo. What's up, Raf Bizarro? That's a nice way to introduce us today, isn't it? Yes, lovely time this Saturday at the event at the watch party in Rebalta, New York City. We'll talk about that real soon. Hello to the live cat live cats. Yeah, hi, live cats. The live cats. We're the live cats right now, but hello to the live chat as well as all the audio listeners. Let's get this rant on the road. But before we do, show your support by subscribing to our YouTube channel and be sure to give this episode a like. That's right. Help us out and watch us grow, man. Uh, today, we are going to review the match against Atalanta and Napoli and Bergamo. We will talk a little bit about Moret. Some people are mad at me about something I said. We'll get into that. We will talk about Napoli drawing Frankfurt for the round of 16 in Champions League and then close the show with our main rant, Bankina Mia. Plus beast of the match. Don't forget. Oh, don't forget beast of the match. That's Can't right. Forget that one. Can't forget that staple one. of our show. Yeah, it's going to be a nice show today. Uh, lots to chat about. Um, but first, again, like uh, like you just mentioned, I just want to say thanks for everybody who came out to the club meet. Uh, Tri-State Napoli Club, R- Napoli Rant, uh, Napoli Club, New York City, Ribalta, Serie A. Christine Cupo, CBS. I mean, it was just one of the best times um, and most successful uh, events that we threw. And I'm glad to have been able to get the ball rolling for that. And um, uh, everybody else that did their part, thank you so much. Everybody that came, thank you. Everybody I met, thank you very much. Uh, please hit me a DM at rafanopoly 83 to let me know you met me because right now my head is a fog. I can't remember a lot of them. <laughs> so hit me up and uh, let's chat. But uh, what a, what a game that was Ralph to be it, at. Huh? It, it was, it had everything. Uh, it, it had, had every, everything. It everything. It had everything because Napoli handled Atalanta two to one in Bergamo. Um, first off. Yeah. Let, let me also get out. It was a fantastic meet by the way, at Ribalta. big shout out to, Everybody who showed up, everybody who tried to show up or couldn't show up, everybody that came to the door might have been denied, guys. It was, it was first come, first serve, and it got packed quick. Exceeded my expectations, uh, but we had a great time with the Tri-State Napoli Club, New York City. Uh, Napoli Club, New York City showed up. Big shout-out to Rosario uh, for basically yes. letting us the venue and letting uh, you know letting us go wild in there Just without any reservation, wild. man. It was awesome. Shout out to oh, Christina. and she sat on her table, real sweet. Christina uh, Cupo, that's right. Uh, Jenna, Jenna Urgo, Jenna, she was there. She's she's dope. She's Jenna. so dope. Her and her uncle, and it was her dad and her uncle. It was I her think. dad and her uncle. I and feel. her uncle, yes. Yeah, or so you have cool. but we forgive you. We love well, there you have I'm not going to disclose Jenna's team. She she I think I remember her saying, "Please don't tell anybody who I support because." <laughs> but it's not you, man. Let's just put it that way. Um, Fair enough. Well, um, we love you. But Thank also, you. also shout out to Ludo because Ludo showed up from IFTV, and uh, that was awesome as well. Uh, 
really cool to meet him and uh, hopefully we can collab one day we exchange info so uh very very cool very cool this uh this this little show is really blossoming into something isn't it ralph it really is man and, and i'm so happy for it because this certainly is the people's show and and um just to see everybody there to meet some new faces to put faces behind some of the names that that come onto here was 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 the best part peter scala says jenna is the best we took a tour of the city our office it was so cool big shout out to jenna for fitting all those shirts in the frame i know she, <laughs> rafa knows something about that and uh she yeah, did all man, it's not it easy awesome. go check out the instagram that said ah that's right it is that t-h-a-t said ah on instagram uh and you can see a bunch of things there as well as our instagram at napoli rant and um Pasquale, you sound Pasquale Napoli down says you you guys sound hoarse. You shouting or something this weekend, man. I'm still yeah. recovering. Three cups of tea with honey did nothing still, man. Yeah, yeah. It was a rough weekend to to recover from. Uh I had the pleasure to hang out with my family that night, Saturday night. We went out in the town, uh, my uh, my parents' hometown. Uh, and, um, that was a lot of fun. Um, so it was a late night and then it was a, a trip back home in the morning early. Thank God for the, uh, uh, the hours change. We literally watched one o'clock turn back into one o'clock, uh, after it got, you know, uh, two o'clock turned back to one o'clock is what I meant. So we got a second one o'clock hour. That's when we decided to go home. <laughs> and uh, it, it turned out well because I got enough sleep. I drove back up uh, that morning. I had a busy day at work. I had a busy day at work again today. And it's kindly, it's, it's Ralph Bizarro, full disclosure, 20 minutes before we we're supposed to go on, I was snoring on the couch. Allie, yeah, you, you were. <laughs> Allie, wake up, wake up. You have your big show. And she made me a cup of coffee. Nah, bella ragazza, I have, I'm telling you. Ali, our, our, our honorary uh, studio manager. Uh, for the rock that's right, friend, by the way. that's right, that's right. Forza Papa. Oh, Forza Paparisco as well, Antonio. Oh, yeah, Paparish. Uh, my dad was, uh, I'll tell you, my dad, listen, we got a lot of praise from CBS, from uh, from uh, Seria, from Ribalta, saying that they were impressed. But one thing I have to say is, my dad was thoroughly impressed. He, he couldn't believe that you know, I was somewhat at the forefront of putting all this stuff together. Mm -hmm. He goes, he looks at me, he's like, holy shit, you really do something, huh? Hey, <laughs> you, you really do something. So that, I'll tell you what, uh, I think all my life I seek validation from my dad because, you know, he brought me into this crazy-ass Napoli world and, uh, you know, now nobody could take me out of it, you know? So thank you, dad. Appreciate it. And I know he's watching because he's been watching lately. <laughs> so. Yeah, he's, he's tuning in. He's a big fan on Sony Rispo. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, uh, on to the game, guys. Napoli, um, you know, in Bergamo, Rafa, another another tough game. We saw it was a super hostile crowd. Uh, we saw what happened when Elma scored a couple of bottles on the field. Matteo Bonetti was uh, commenting on the game, and he was mentioning that. But uh, they they do strike first, Rafa. We were. I remember the reaction at, at Ribalta. We were a bit quiet, a bit stunned. But I don't think overall anybody was devastated or too worried no i mean in the beginning i was going around asking what do you guys what do you think of the score three one two one frank got it by the way two one frank got it all he way did in canada um so it, it seemed as if everybody expected a goal 
but nobody expected Napoli to lose. Was that is that a fair assumption? It, it's fair. It's fair to say that. Um, I knew, I knew it wasn't going to be easy, especially with Kvaratskhelia. Let's talk about the lineup first, though, Ralph. Like, please. The whole time we're we're on our way. I can remember we're being on our way to you know, Ribalta from this from the Serie studio, which was dope. Again, uh-huh. but um. You know, talking about how I'm think I'm hearing it's going to be Lozano on the left and Politano on the right, which is something that ha- we have not seen a lot of in the time that Napoli right. has had Lozano and Politano. Uh, something that my buddy Gil at the shop keeps calling for: put put Lozano on the left and put, put Politano on the right. And I thought this could have been the opportunity to do it, but uh, of course, Raspadori made the most sense, didn't he? Yet once we, yet we get to the front of Ribalta, and as soon as we get there, the lineup hits, lineup hits, and we're standing outside, just kind of waiting for you know the doors to open, whatever. Now pumped up, ready up, to go, pumped up and ready to go. We're like, yeah, up. we're here. There's a crowd of Napoli fans out there waiting. One of them being my buddy Sal, who comes to visit me at the shop every now and then because he has business up by me sometimes. So he he showed up and made it there. Thank you, Sal, for that. Um, uh, I, I will get back to you too, Sal. Give me, give me a few after the show. I'll get back to you or tomorrow morning. But anyway, we get to the front and it's just the lineups come out. And who was it that just said Elmas? Chop. Chop got the notification for Chop got it. Yeah. yeah. Elmas. And I said, Elmas, what? No. <laughs> he goes, Elmas is starting on the left. I said, no. The no way. <laughs> You know, are you kidding me, Rafa? The best part. I remember everybody. You know what I said? I said, "Minkia." <laughs> Yo, it's it's because it's Pasquale says it's because Biz lit a candle at the Macedonian church in his story mm-hmm. on the way to Revolta. So he true, like hundred percent. This is this is my son's chance at. This is his chance to prove himself. He's got to bring home the bacon. Yeah, I remember everybody kind of near each other because we were like huddled close to the entrance. And as soon as Chop was like, Elmas, and then everybody scattered. Everybody, yeah, I think you what? were you were more what? towards the, you were kind of off to the side with Pete Scala talking, right? And 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 I was with uh, you were was kind I of talking middle, to Chop. Like you, I was kind dad, of talking Chop, to Chop, yeah. my dad. Yeah, yeah. And then he says it, and then it's like, what? And then I'll never forget my dad. The first thing he said after I was like, Elmas, unless he goes, he goes, you know, not for nothing, but Spalletti, he got some freaking balls, man. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, you know what? He really does, because that's crazy. But then, Ralph, it started to make a little sense. You know what I'm saying? Listen, mm-hmm. it's even though it's Atalanta, I get it. But it started to make sense. This guy has faith in the club, in the team, in the squad, in his Rosa. He has faith enough to put Elmas on the left there. And then if we need if we need a spark off the bench, it's Raspadori. Raspadori, right. Instead of the other way around, instead of putting it Raspadori, maybe we don't get results. Maybe we maybe it doesn't work. Now we look to the bench for Elmas, who, in my opinion, is less explosive off the bench. Let's put it that way. Yeah, he's he's okay in his role on the bench, but I do believe that he's better as a starter in in a starting role, getting himself integrated into the game, feeling the game. 
Right. And I was, I, I am a little worried. And I know we talk about how he, well he can cover the left every now and then, but I feel like he's more of a centralized player. Mm-hmm. And, and gosh, I mean, my listen, how, it worked. It worked. He played ninety got the, minutes. Got the game winning goal. Got he the game winning goal. Sub. He didn't need to be subbed out. I'm not trying to say he had this magnificent, stupendous, amazing game, beast of the match worthy. But he got the freaking winning goal, man, and and that's all that counts, really. That's all that matters. And right. that, I, and you know, I want to talk about Osterman's goal too. But 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 that touch that he did. First, I also want to talk about how Osterman completely destroyed Demidal on that side. Unbelievable, right? Just like he did the Smalling. Uh, it's funny, Ralph, because as it was happening, I'm thinking. He's going to smalling this son of a bitch. And he did. And he did. He muscled right through him and got that ball to Elmas. And then Elmas, that one, that quick, smart touch with his left to just kind of drift away from his defender and and touch it home. Oh, man. What a goal. And someone in here said it. I had lost my voice by that time because I yelled about Osimhen's goal. That, yeah. that when I was doing the Decibel Bellini, I uh, I I started like <laughs> losing my voice. <laughs> by the uh, by the th- by the second Elmas chair, I think you, oh. you sounded like a dying seal. Like, <laughs> well, if you hear, yeah, if you hear, if you hear it, if you go back to here, go on our Twitter. But if you go back to here, Instagram, our Instagram, Instagram, Instagram right. if you go back to listen to it, right. <laughs> I, I, I did the Ossiman chant like five, six, seven times, and it was strong and it was loud. And by the time uh <laughs> by the time I was done, I was like no voice left. And then Elma scores like minutes later. Guys, right. mind you, this is all within minutes and minutes of, of yeah. each other, you know what I mean? And uh uh I, I lost it for Elmas. I wanted to go longer, but I was like, once I crackled after that third one. I was like, okay, one more, one, two, one or two more, and I'm done. <laughs> Dude, that was, it was unbelievable. But it was excellent. It's it's Ralph is now Rafa Rispo, where Carmine, Carmine, president of Napoli Club Toronto, is designated so Carmine Bellini for Canada. Ralph has yes. now accepted Beautiful. the role as Rafa Bellini for um, I'm the North States America. Bellini. The States Bellini. The States Bellini. There you go. I did it in I did it in Miami. I did it in Miami when we were there. And it's funny. I did it because we thought we thought uh Callejon scored. Uh it was the game against Barcelona in Miami. It was a goal to make it one one. I thought it was uh Callejon who scored it. Turned out to be a, a an own goal. But um Phil was there, a duty fan, Phil, and he was the biggest Cajon hater. So I had to do it and like point at Phil every time I did it. So that's where I realized, you know what? Doing a doing a Bellini chant with a bunch of fans that are like that aren't at the Maradona. It's like bringing the San Paolo Maradona to the location, right? We want to have fun. We don't want to just be the the next. Oh yay, go sit down. We want to freaking experience something. And I'll tell you what. I had someone come to me again. It was towards the end of the night. It was I'm taking selfies with everybody. Everybody wants to meet me and take selfies with me. I sound like a celebrity. It's really not like that. 
It just was like, hey, man, I, I see you. I watch you in the show. Let's get a picture. Okay, boom, 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 boom. So I just decided to start getting pictures. for, And somebody I took a picture with was like, oh, dude, like we live for your um, for your Bellini chants now. And I'm like, oh, man, that's awesome. That's yeah. just so cool. You know, uh, it's cool. It's, it's, it's dope. It's so much fun. But the goal came and yes, Ralph, this is the extremely long-winded way of saying I don't think anybody was that um, nervous about after when when um, uh, Atalanta got the penalty kick, Lookman buried it, which was a fantastic penalty kick. Mm, yeah. Un mm. Unbelievable penalty. You get that shit with authority in the right top right he corner. He did, man. And 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 they showed the they showed the angle from behind the net. And you see the ball kind of like when he shoots it, kind of go like it looks like it, it could go over the bar, but it kind of takes this little dip. Yeah. And it was such a great penalty. Anyway, Aussie men drew that penalty because uh because of uh the handball in the box and then makes up for it with the stunning. I mean, Ralph, that ball that Zielinski sent in to, to Aussie men. I mean, I watched it again on on uh slow mo a few times and just the crispiness and mm. the trajectory of the curve of that ball, how it perfectly went over everyone's head. It was like he literally meant to get that ball over everyone's head to Osman. It was like the ball oh, had yeah. the target on it already. Like, you know what I mean? Like when you throw a missile, you have the coordinates where it's going to hit. Right, like, right, right. Like the ball had a, a, a trajectory to, to hit. And, oh, yeah. and, and 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 a destination, a final destination, was was Aussie men's head. Yeah. Um, great. And to think great, how much we hate great. these short, these short, uh, these short corner kicks, Rafa. But this one in particular, you know, Elmas and Zelinsky kind of just going back and forth real quick. Zelinsky, I think, you know, I, he had his eyes on Osinham outside the box, and he just sprints forward a little bit, and like you said, delivers this perfect cross that. Feels like there's like a magnet in there to to Ozzy Men's head, and let's talk about the 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 difficulty. I remember Frank was sitting right across from me and was just like, "Look how he headed the ball. He actually had to come back a little bit with his neck, like he, yeah, he had, yeah, he took a step or two in. back before he took that jump. Yeah. Even in the air, he was slightly contorted and then had to, but just delivers a pinpoint accurate header that was." These things they go so unlooked, sometimes so unlooked. But, but yeah, if I remember, Frank was calling out, and it was, it was just I was like, man, that that was a beauty, and it was the tying goal. Yeah, the game tying goal. Uh, like I said, minutes later, it was uh, it was Elmas, and that was it in the first half. I mean, the the goals came in the first half. No goals in the second half. Um, you know, we fended off some um, some threats by Atalanta. I feel like our um, our our attack kind of got a little weaker towards the end of the game, but again, we're playing Atalanta. It's it's a you know second place team, you know, um, uh, not not the not the offensive team that they used to be, but definitely getting it done on defense. And we penetrated the defense twice, and that's all we needed. We held our ground. Defense did phenomenal job. Oliveira's a monster. Kim is, you know, Kim is the best defender in the Amazing. league. Amazing. Amazing. You know, Juan Jesus does his job back there. Medet was wonderful. Di Lorenzo was wonderful. Like, the team was really, really, like, 
they had an objective and they took it. They don't have to play beautiful culture all the time. Like you might see that beautiful culture against Empoli, you know. And one of the biggest things about this whole thing, one of the biggest like factors of this whole match is Kvaratskhelia was out. So the buzz around the most exciting player in Serie A right now was out of the element of this match. It was not available. So still the match uh, to me delivered as the best match of the weekend. And, um, you know, Avanti Cosi, we take eight points over Atalanta, who for a little while was our biggest threat. And uh, Milan on a very late, very beautiful Giroud goal. Giroud, man. That guy makes you pay. Did you see how he scored that goal, though? That guy makes like, you pay. Dude, he, he literally cocked his left foot back. Like, like, in the air, he had his legs in the air and, like, went boop, you know, with his freaking foot. And and what, what, I, what I took from that was – uh, after that goal was scored, he took his jersey off. It was already on a yellow, so now he's he's unavailable for uh, the next match this uh, this midweek, which is also pretty big because um, it's against Cremonese. Not that not that Cremonese is going to beat Milan, but they they play very hard. So maybe without Giroud, you never know. Maybe sneak a draw in there. Maybe, but six points uh, difference between us and Milan. And uh, we play against Empoli tomorrow, twelve thirty p.m. Eastern. And that's uh, right. uh, yeah, and and that's it. And then uh, Empoli, and then Udinese at nine o'clock on Saturday, and then it's off to the World Cup. Rafa, how about we give the beast of the match so we can continue? Because I feel like from the beast of the match, we're going to segue into a couple other things. So for everybody in the chat, uh, I know there was a bunch of you that responded on Twitter. We appreciate it. Um, Mixed bags, but there was one common name that stuck out. I want to know what the live chat thinks. And, of course, everybody on the order on the replay, please put it in the comments. Let us know what you thought uh, or who you thought was the beast of the match and why. But for the time being, let's show you ours. Here we go, guys. Yes, sir. Like Daniel Rajuda said, it's Aussie. It's Aussie. And it's, it's, I don't want to say it's not even close because a lot of players maybe deserve the beast of the match. You know, walking back to, you know, the train for you guys, the car for us, we were talking about it, weren't we, Ralph? You and I, my dad, um, Alex Romo, another shout out to Alex Romo. Wow. Alex. We'll talk, we'll talk about him in a second, but let's stay on the beast of the match. Um, uh, we were like, who gets this award? Who, who can do it? You know? Um, and it just all signs pointed to Osiman. Yes, he got foot mob man of the match. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. Deservedly so. But it's in the manner of which he did it. Giving up the penalty kick on the handball, then redeeming himself three minutes later, and then providing the assist to Elmas in the fashion that he did it. Plus, he <sighs> took a couple knocks in that game too. He was... He was fouled really hard in a few of those chances, uh, those uh, those uh, instances in that in that second half, and something tells me he wanted to come off 
uh, in the 76 minute, I think is when he came off for, for, uh, um, for Cholito, mm. but you know, unbelievable, unbelievable performance by Victor Osiman. Well-deserved beast of the match. Rafa, I'm going to read out a comment to start my uh, side of the story here. It's from Vincenzo Bertillo. He says, Ozzy was hands down the best and only choice. His face after conceding the penalty was so beastly, you just knew he was going to destroy after that. I'm with it. Now, I'm with it. He, you know, it was a, it was a close, the, the handball was close. He tried everything he can to get his hand back, whatever. A, yeah. a handball is a handball. They ended up getting a penalty kick. Um, Lookman buries the ball. The expression on Ozinim's face, not one of disgust or upset, uh, you know, being upset or disappointed, focused. K- keeps his head. He's looking up. He he definitely feels it. He knows he made this mistake. And he comes back and he completely makes up for it. That is a beast moment. That's what wins him the game. He gets the tying goal on a beautiful header. Yes, Zelensky gives him another gorgeous cross. Things that we've been seeing from like Mario Rui lately or Raspadori or Zelensky. These gorgeous crosses, but he buries it in a manner, like you said, Rafa, was just unreal. And then after that, bodies, what can you say? His name Demerol? Is that right? Yeah, Demerol. 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 All right. Sounds like a... Antihistamine, but anyway, like, but <laughs> he's a former but, Juvent- Juventus defender. Um, he uh, Turkish, one of the most physical defenders in the whole league. So definitely. for him, for him to just like, it's one Completely thing he did against, yeah, one thing he did it against Smalling and with with Roma, but here too against Demiral. Um, you know, and it's it's is it a coincidence that he won Beast for Roma and he wins Beast now too? Like. Two matches no. where he completely he completely bodies the the, the left back you know? right and 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 is able to pick out Elmas and Elmas again just being patient with the ball picking his spot scoring the goal a goal an assist I mean he made he he just kind of made it up he made up the difference he didn't set back and 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 throw his hands up he took the game to Atlanta and he wins it for us Victor Osinham beast of the match what happened now. Some um, honorable mentions for you, Ralph. Uh, for uh, really yeah. quick for me, for yeah. me, an honorable mention for me. And, and I know you're going to talk about somebody that I had as an honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Um, but first, before I get to that person, for me was Oliveira. I think Oliveira really had a great game on that um, on that left left wing. Um, you know, he's really finding himself. He's winning balls. He's getting to balls. He's He's uh he's crossing it in. He's he's pressing up a little bit higher, like Mitterie knows how to. Every game I see him doing a little bit better and better. Uh, still some work to be done, but I think he really did show himself in that match. Uh, uh, and then um, another real strong candidate for me was um, Alex Medet. And I know Alex, that you're uh, I know game. that you're going to talk about I know that you're going to talk about him, but in my opinion. Um, the two saves he made, I mean, he made a few other saves, but the two big saves he made, the one in the first two minutes of the match where, uh, he was kind of one-on-one with, um, uh, Ho- Hoisland. 
mm-hmm. uh, and makes this and makes a save. Yeah. And then the crazy play with uh, Lookman and um, uh, oh yeah, I think it was Hoisland who took the shot again, but with the Lookman with the the ball that hit the hit the crossbar, but the that right. big save he made. The fact that he made those saves after, you know, some easy, some some easy, you know, games where he didn't have to do much, and then the response from after that Liverpool match. Uh, for me, just was big, big for me. You know what I mean? Where right. Atalanta didn't score a goal from open play. It ha- it was a penalty kick that that got them on the score sheet, mm-hmm. and um, um, you know he for me he made a difference. So honorable mention for him, in my opinion. Rafa, I am with you there. I am certainly with you as far as Mar- oh, by the way, Oliveira number one. Uh, even Kim, I thought excellent performance. Uh, but the biz on Moret, uh, as as far as this game, the last game, and maybe even a little bit of Bologna, is that yes, Moret had a beastly performance. He made some great saves. He backed up his team. His reaction saves were great. He was way more decisive. Oh, do we have? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Put that on hold because we wait have a, a very special yeah, guest. I'll on. alert the I'll alert the media, Ralph. Yeah, hold on, hold on, guys, guys. Forget Moret for one minute. I, we <laughs> just forget Moret for one minute. All right, we got a very special guest in. It was last minute, but it happened. Let's just introduce him, right? No, let's waste no time here. You know him. You love him. One of the correspondents on Paramount Plus, CBS Colazo. The man himself is frozen, I think. I see myself perfectly clear. Do you? Hold on here. Hold on. Hold on. The 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 internet you guys got up in Saratoga, man. Yo, hey that... man, the, hey, the studio's in Queens, all right? That is Saratoga, <laughs> nothing, all right? Are you guys renting out a studio space in Queens now for this? this no, is... yeah, <laughs> yeah. Budget, we're mis- we're hey. misleading you. I don't know you what's see, going on. Is... We have a we have a we have a black screen here. We have man. a black what screen. Are you, you, are you are you protecting your your CBS rights? Is what's, nah, what's going man. on? Yeah. No, we we can hear you. We can't see you on screen. And you're frozen in our uh, little uh, white box down here. So let me maybe get right out. Maybe right get out. Yeah, and come you know back. what? Yeah, yeah, I want you to get out. I'm still America. alerting the masses. All right, all right. So, okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, you pop, pop, pop back. <laughs> Surprise! Surprise! <laughs> Do we want to get back to Mary right now? Does it even nah, matter? Well, no. Tell, tell him about Medet really quick. All right, I'll fine. Listen, I'll get on Mary. Wait, no. Never no, mind. Hold on. Never mind. There we go. We got you, buddy. The man himself, Matteo Bonetti. How are you, buddy? What's up, guys? How you doing, Raf and Raf? You guys all right? Always a pleasure Uh, to jump on. But you you know I've been wanting to do this for the last year. But every Monday I've got, you know, my family. I got to put down the kids. I'm alone with them. They're animals. Bonetti. Man, you guys got a lot of the Napoletani in here, huh? Oh, yeah. Listen, family over everything, Matteo. Come on. Come on, for sure. I mean, you can see my eyes. Like, look how glazed red they are. Yeah, I never stop because I work Saturday and Sunday, but then the real work starts Monday to Friday, and that's when you're alone with two kids. Yeah. You know, when you've got your partner that's working five days a week, and so I'm, I'm in dad mode now until Friday. 
And but that's the best mode, brother. That's the best mode, uh, in my opinion. Debatable. It's nice to have time for yourself too, man. It's it gets to be a lot, especially when you're trying to watch games and you got someone throwing up on you. I'm seeing some questions, Gaetano Solat. So the first question comes back is when you got when are you going to a meet? Look, I would love to go to a Napoli meet because I know we're gonna eat the best pizza in the world. I know that we're gonna have the best laughs. I've always said it. Napoletani are the funniest people. The taxi rides that I have taken from the train station to wherever else in Napoli, the biggest characters. I had one time an, uh, a taxista napoletano who started meowing at me when I, when he was <laughs> driving in the wrong lane. I was like, what, do you, what is this guy doing? I was, I was looking at my partner. I was like, what's going on here? He says, I run the biggest YouTube channel where I meow at people and they think it's a cat. So this is the kind of people that you meet when you're in, in Napoli in taxis and, you know, on the traghetto or whatever, wherever else you go. No, the, the, not the traghetto, the scafo, you know, to go off to the islands. It's it's one of my favorite places on earth. And my grandfather, by the way, from Benevento, so provincia di Napoli. So I could say I'm 25% Napoletano. Uh, <laughs> there you certainly are a lot of characters. I, I think I met that guy who does, who does the sounds. I remember he was in front of... Uh, he was in front of the Centro Termini, the, the central station, doing this. And somebody was telling me, yeah, yeah, this guy's famous. He does it all the time. So We got lucky. He's got like, I don't know, 50,000 subscribers on YouTube. He just meows at people. That's his shtick. And it works. Hey, he's making money from it. <laughs> he's enjoying yeah. life. My, my, uncle, my uncle from, you know, lives in Napoli. He once said to me, he's like, Sometimes it's hard to find work in Naples, but other times we just create our own work. And, and this is like one of those perfect examples of that. I love Naples. Man. It's, it's, it's unlike anywhere else I've been in my life. You know, it's you go down there and you can feel that to me, it's the city with the most energy, the most the fans have the most passion. And, you know, you guys suffered a long time, right? Because from 95 to like 2009, you, you weren't in any European competitions. You were in the lower leagues like it has been a grind for the people that are our age, you know, millennials, mid-30s, 40s. Like, it's been a while to see this level now, to get this this excitement. A lot of us don't remember the Maradona days, sadly. Oh, Mateo, I have, like, a flash. It's, like, in back in behind my eyes, man. Like, I get these flashes of the 86, 87 uh, Scudetto. I mean, like, literal pictures. Uh, and the 89-90 Scudetto was a little more, uh, you know, I was seven at that point. So I, I can remember a lot more of that. One thing I do remember most is celebrating in the Bronx, Arthur Avenue in the Bronx, and uh, my, taking my uncle's uh, Astro van, um, my dad driving it, and my uncle with one of my cousins on top of the van driving slowly through the Bronx, waving the Napoli flags, beat horns beeping as if italy won the the world cup and uh there were a lot of napoli fans back then i don't know where they all went i always uh, forget how old are you are, are because your beard hides it you look like you have dude, a baby face but it's the listen, beard covering all the wrinkles that listen you can't see all the grays They're, the grays are here they're just hiding through and in here too uh, i'll be 40 Love in march look. mateo i'll be 40 Damn. In march. okay you. so you you remember you remember the early 90s then see i, I, I do was, my dad was taking me to san Siro from 90 to 93 before i moved to miami i was yeah. born in 87 and my first memories of the invincibles you know it's that's what we were watching you know the, the gooey that i kind of you know, Malte. anyway, I don't want to talk about those guys. This is an Apple yeah. show, but it's, I <laughs> wish I could remember better, you know, those days because I, I was a five-year-old kid. I was looking at like, I was, I was like staring up at something else when there was the best team, one of the best teams in history sure. right below. 
I was an idiot. You know, you're an idiot when you're five. So. <laughs> well, you're, you're, you're just a snot-nosed kid, you know, with right. with long with long hair. Wasn't it? Didn't you have long hair? CBS did show the picture. I, I think you yeah. it too. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I remember. I remember seeing long that. blonde locks. I was like, yeah. uh, the, who's the way it's there been? That was my look. Zed Bean. That was your <laughs> I had the Zed Bean look, yeah. I was surprised to see you you cut your hair shorter and shaved your beard a little bit uh, on CBS recently, correct? Uh, I was going for the Movember thing, but then I thought, there's no way I'm going to have this mustache. I wasn't going to uh, – my wife said I not gonna sleep gr- in the house if I had the mustache. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, I was getting carded when I was going to buy a bottle of wine, so I was like, you know what? I'm growing out the beard again. I can't, you were getting I can't carded? The beard. <laughs> Bro, I, if I shave, I look like legit under 21. I was absolutely getting carded. Man, we're, that, we're getting – the hot takes are coming in now. Cavada is better than cacao. Wow. I, that's That one hurts me. That one hurts me, whoever said that. They said Cavada is better than cacao. Za is actually a new uh, – this is kind of a new viewer here from Guatemala. This comment comes all the way from Guatemala. Wow. That's a that's, very, that's, that's a, that is a scorching hot take right there. Cacao, when he won the Ballon d'Or before the injuries, was one of the best players of the 21st century. Yeah, it's. I'm it's, not saying, hey, Cavada, Cavada can get to that point. I, I think Cavada has Ballon d'Or quality in the future. I mean, it, what does he need to do more? <laughs> He's going to probably finish with 16, 18 goals, 16, 18 assists. To me, Cavada is already world class. I've already said it on air. And he, he potentially top three worldwide. That's my ceiling for Cavada. I mean, as high as you could possibly go along the likes of the Mbappes of the world. I think Cavada could get to that level, which is insane when you think that this guy was in the Georgian League six months ago. It's, to me, one of the greatest stories in transfer market history, what you guys were able to do for 10 million euro, what Juntli uh, was able to do to, to you know, because let's be honest, and I don't know if you guys have said it, but Lorenzo Insigne was pretty mediocre in open play for 18 months, right? Yeah, yeah. There it, it was noticeable. It was, it was very noticeable, yeah. Cavada is so much better, man. So much that, better in every way. You know, it's it's also for me, Mateo, and and I know that a lot of um, I know that a lot of people like to say, you know, Napoli started this way before. There's a couple seasons where they started, you know, unbeaten, undefeated, and eight, unbeaten in fourteen, whatever. Um, it's 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 such a difference. Even you can feel it through the television screens, at, you know, at the barbershop, at the house, at the you know, wherever you are at Ribalta uh, from the studio, I'm sure too. You can feel the difference in the air just projecting from the screen. Um, what's going on at the Maradona? Because a lot of it to me wasn't just Insigne's like down, you know, decline. Where Don't get me wrong. I still appreciated his game even last season. I didn't think he had a, as bad a season as everybody's trying to, trying to, put out there that he was it wasn't bad it was mediocre it wasn't bad he didn't score he didn't score a lot from open play he still did create a lot whatever my thing is his mentality his attitude i I dare i say it's a very very hot take and a very controversial topic in my opinion dare i say that that he was i don't want to say developed into a cancer maybe cancer maybe but Definitely a wrong attitude, like a like a negative vibe towards the end, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uncertain and, with the and, contract, you know, all that stuff. 
Yeah, and who who could have Vincenzo Bertillo says, where do you think this past summer transfer window ranks all time? Cavada came on Gisos de Garo Oliveira, Spadori Simeone and Don Bele for all it's true, all less than a hundred million. Look, to me, in terms of quality for money, because anyone could go out there and Rafa, you just do a blank check, right? And you say, mm-hmm. I'll take Mbappe, I'll take Haaland, I'll take right. Lionel Messi, I'll take Neymar, You're I'll take the FIFA. finished product. It doesn't, it doesn't take any skill, you know? ZA from Guatemala could do that right now. He could go out and buy the best players. And it doesn't take yeah. any skill. To, to have a scout that's looking at a guy who was at Ruben Kazan, in the Russian Premier League, which isn't exactly a factory of talent these days. And then Dinamo Batumi. It means that they've been they've been scouting and they, they're going into the trenches. Like they're going in deep, deep, small leagues, Eastern Europe, to try to find these players that, like, why wasn't a Premier League team on him? Apparently Juventus was sniffing around, but Napoli in the end is the one that pulled the trigger. They're the ones that put the check to, to Dinamo Batumi and signed this kid. And I remember watching him in the summer in the preseason friendlies, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, he's, he's a really good dribbler. Tanto fumo niente rosto, most likely, is my first thought. And wow, was I wrong. I mean, when mm-hmm. I first saw him, he thought, okay, he's a great dribbler. And then you're like, hold on, he's two-footed. And then you see the creativity and the vision, and he puts it all together. And to me, he's one of the most magical footballers that I've commented on. I mean, I've been lucky enough to comment on Lionel Messi in his prime when sure. he was at Barcelona – Neymar, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, some true generational greats. In terms of Serie A players, you know, Dybala when he first joined Juventus was very special. But it's hard to think of a player under 21 that has been this good. And, you know, to me, he just has this extra magic, right? Even compared to Rafael Leal, who's the MVP of Serie A, who I love, right? Who I think is a bargain if you get him for $100 million. Cavada just has this this... These intangible, something's different with this guy and something's different with Napoli because I can feel the magic when I'm commentating them. And it's like all these players are suddenly raised together. Like Zielinski looks amazing. Zabo Gisa looks amazing. Lobotka looks like Marco Verratti. So Kim, Kim from the Turkish League. Kim looks like the best version of Koulibaly. Mario Ruiz suddenly one of the best left backs in Italy. Like none of this really makes any sense to me. But I am loving the ride. I hope it's not a flash. I don't think it is because now we have, what, four months of, of – we have a lot of games of sample size. I want Napoli to win the Scudetto. I've said it before. I think it's great for the league. And I'm saying this completely neutrally because I generally don't care who wins. I just want it to be fun. And I just think for the storylines, Napoli winning, I want to be there. I want to be in Naples if that ever happens because I know it's going to be the greatest party ever thrown. And I think it's going to be the longest celebration. You will not oh, yeah. hear the end of it. And I, I, I would be honestly so happy for you guys. I genuinely would. I, I think the party will last to the beginning of next season, Marat. But yeah, but I, 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 I want to ask you a question. Like, I some other fan bases and things ask, like, if this is not their year, they'll never win it. That that's kind of like, I, I know it's a strong statement. But, like, what you else said, do we need? Like, man, what else would you they know, need? You could have said this when Cavani, Lavezzi, and Hamstrick were disbanded. You could have said this when Gonzalo Higuain left after he scored 36 goals. That's when I thought they're never going to win it again. Mm-hmm. You get a striker who's just tied the single-season goal-scoring record. 
They play amazing football under Maurizio Sarri. Therese Mertens' season when he went off and he nearly scored 30. Like, those are the seasons where I thought, man, they came so close and they just had to stumble down the end. You know, there was the Koulibaly and the Fiorentina game. Like, so many issue, instances where you think, this surely has to be their year, and then they blow it at the end. Now we're, think, we're thinking that again, but the, the great thing is, before they were the second best team in Italy, they came into the season now as the fifth best team, according to a lot of mm-hmm. bookies. And these aren't hot takes. These are bookies that use more analytics and data than anyone else because this is regal money at stake. You're not setting odds based on hot takes. You're setting odds based on all the information you can gather that you put in some stupid thing. And that stupid thing said that Napoli was a 28-1 to dog to win the Scudetto, fifth place, according to all the bookies. So this would make it even more special in my eyes. How you like us now? You know, I put a hundred on Napoli at 25 to one. I cashed out. I cashed out after round five because it was. <laughs> what were they all? Uh, round, round five or five. six. I, I got, I got 500. I got 500, 500. out of it. Rafa. I said, you know what? Taking it. Pulling out. Rafa, where it. are those big Neapolitan palle, man? Dude, I thought you'd take them out. Can I, can I say something, Matteo? Listen, my we we just visited the office of Serie A in New York City. Gorgeous, beautiful, amazing. Love it. Love everything about it. I was at the CBS. Uh, you know, we we were at the CBS um, destination, Brooklyn, and I walk in, and it's my father and I. Ralph had Bizarro hasn't hadn't been there yet, and I walk in, Matteo, and the first thing I see is the freaking Scudetto, and I knew my dad was going right for it, and I said, No, 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 no. Come on, come on, Raph. What do you do? What do you do? I said, don't touch that thing. <laughs> He's like, it's got to unseal it. He doesn't. He doesn't have it. He doesn't have it. And then I saw. And then I saw Marco showed up, uh, Messina, and he told me, you know what? My dad doesn't have it either. Like I don't know what it is, but because when he told me a story about how when he was younger, he he wanted to use the same shin guards and like 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 it was he was outgrowing it or whatever because he won with them. And he goes, that's stupid. You know, you, you put new shin guards on, you're still the same player. Don't don't listen to that. And he goes, from then on, he didn't care about the Scott of a team. You know what I mean? Me, mm. I can't. I can't. I mean, I can't do it. Even at the office, like, he was like, come on, I'll take the pictures. I'm like, no, 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 no. There's a picture of me going. No, you're doing the right thing, man. Especially in the south of Italy, it's maybe the most superstitious place in the world. Like, there's a superstition for everything. Like, when I go down there, you know, they're they're telling me things like, oh, don't put the keychain up there. Don't do this. Yeah. All these things I've never heard of because apparently they're big superstitions in the south. So the worst thing you can do is start posing with the Scudetto and start making bold Scudetto claims. Just let it be. Let it be, seriously, because – and it's not like you're you're probably not the one that's deciding the fate of Napoli, you know. We all think we're deciding it based on our own Scaravanzia, but just let it be. The last thing you want to do is take a photo with a Scudetto because that will be Mm -hmm. thrown back in your beard. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to live in there. We can eat from it. That's what's going to happen for sure. Everybody's been on this kind of hands-off stance this season. Like, whatever happens, happens. If we're underdogs, we're underdogs. Fine. But everybody's kind of like not hyping anything up, just kind of enjoying the ride. It seems and might be a good, good technique. It just I, I, are there are are aren't they the favorites now though? Like they what, have to I, be I'd now. I'm curious to see what the odds are now because I, I who else has been as convincing as Napoli? Inter have been a up and down. No idea what you're going to get. Juventus play awful until then. They have one half like they did second half against Inter, which is very unlike them. 
Milan, the best case for Milan is that they're second and they've had a massive injury crisis. So yeah. in January, Manian comes back. Like Milan, I think, has by far the best shot out of all the other teams. And that's the that's like glass half falls that Milan's still within a game. And Napoli have played almost a perfect, as perfect as you can be for the first few months of the season. I, I'm curious to see now with the with the Champions League though, like playing every three games, every three days, sorry. And then you have the shortened season because of the World Cup, which is this stupid World Cup in November, December. So I hope that depth doesn't become a factor, but Napoli is well-equipped, man. That's the thing. Yeah. They're well-equipped now. Look at that. Minus 140. Who's minus taking those 140. odds out? All these, well, all these Napoletani I, here in the chat, they're all sitting on plus 14, you know, 14 to 1, 20 to 1. Right. All these nonsense right. odds, man. That's right. I, I use FanDuel. It's, it's minus 180 on FanDuel. Uh, craziness. Craziness. And you, you said it yourself. We have the depth. You know, going back to what you said about the years prior, you know, with Cavani and then with, uh, again, with Higuain and all those teams, um, they always, we always could go back to what did we miss? What were we missing? And we could identify what was missing. Like for me, Sadi, we talked about this before though, Mateo. For me, Sadi had no plan B, no bench, no, no. He used the same guy. He never they, rotated. They were, Remember they were he put overtired. In he put on Elmas every game, and the, no, who was that guy? Rogue. He put in no the Rogue. Marco Rogue. Minute, every every Rogue. single game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so for weird. me, it was that you can identify it. Now it's like, dude, this now. Speaking of Elmas, now they're starting Elma Mateo. When we were waiting outside of Ribalta, and we were we were like wondering, okay, you know, are they going to play Chuki? There's a rumor Chuki was going to go on the left, and Politano was going to go on the right, and, and he was going to make my barber Gil at the barber shop extremely happy. He's, he's Mexican; he likes to see Chuki on the left. And then, you know, the obvious Raspadori. And it, when when one of our guys announced, "Oh my gosh, it's Elmas," we're standing there with our hands in our heads, like, "What is going on here? This is Atalanta. We got to win this game." Yeah. And he gets the freaking winner, Spalletti and his panchina. I can't. I just. I, you think you think he's gonna do something to screw something up, and it's funny because I was with we were with Christina Cupo, uh, and she she had made that comment on on the podcast a couple of weeks ago where if Napoli have one weakness it might be Spalletti. She sort of doubled down it at the party, but she explained why she said that, and it makes a little bit of sense. But so you think to yourself, somewhere down the line, Spalletti's gonna do something to mess things up. But he's been a genius with balls the size of grapefruits. Never mind Neapolitan I don't. I don't we didn't. I didn't agree balls. with that. I didn't agree with that. I think Spalletti's overachieved wherever he's gone. I mean, I remember his aroma. You know, he's he, look at what he's had and what he's been able to create. He's one of the great attacking minds, I think, out of Italian managers in, in this century. Honestly, I, I, I'm super high on Spalletti. I've always been high on Spalletti. I like that question from. Vincenzo Bertillo, can you put that up in the lower third? Sure. That was loud. a good one. Other than Cavada, which Napoli players impressed you the most? I think a lot of people would say Seaman, right? And you'd be fair to say the guy has had such bad luck. I mean, the the fractured orbital. I watch tons of UFC, guys. It's mm. my favorite sport. It really is. I love I watch every fight every every Saturday. When I saw Seaman's cheek. It was like he had been in a heavyweight five-round main event. I mean, that thing was indented. I was saying, this guy cannot get a break. Every season he's injured and he misses two or three months. He's world-class to me. Him and Cavada are world-class. So the player that's impressed me the most other than Cavada is not a seaman because I knew he was that good. I, I, I know that when he's healthy, 
the player he is. It has to be Kim, right? Oh, yeah. You could go Mario to but Kim is another guy, man. Kim. Kim was signed from from the Turkish Super League, man. Like, again, for very little money. And he's got pace. He's got aggression. He's got great aerial ability. He reads the game well. He's a good man marker. I have to. I have this program called Y Scout. It's what a lot of teams use, a lot of scouts use. And it's like a YouTube highlight on steroids. You go there and you put in any player's name and you can see every touch they've ever had in their career. Mm. So it's a great way to get to know a player well for commentary and stuff. So when they signed Kim and Jay, I was like, I've never seen this guy. I don't watch Turkish League. So I went in and I watched like all of his moments and various big derbies in Istanbul, whatever. And I was like, this is Koulibaly 2.0. This guy had every single attribute that Koulibaly had. He had the pace. He had the aggression. He had the man marking. He was an enforcer. And he's translated it right away. He hasn't had like that period where he's settling in. Him and Rachmani look like they've played together for five years. Like it really yeah. does blow my mind. Kavada and Kim, especially, man. Wow, wow, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were, we were, you know, we were all saying, no, Kim needs a little time to to adjust. You know, the 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 normal garb, Mateo, when the new player comes into a new league. Oh, he needs time to adjust, and he needs, you know, he needs to settle into Italian culture. You know what I mean? But but the the reality is he was a Turkish league defender uh, of the season on the on the Turkish league eleven last season with Fenerbahce and um, we had also been scouting him for a couple of seasons too. Uh, and oh, is that so? Dude, he came in. Yeah, we we scouted him. I think it was last season we were linked with him and it didn't happen. But, I'd never heard his name, I'll be honest. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those one of those things where you see it on like an article, like a Tutonopoly or something. Right, like it's that, like right? tribal football or whatever. You're like, okay, <laughs> yeah, shut up, guys. Exactly. BS. But <laughs> this didn't turn out to be clickbait. This is no. for real. He came in and 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 you know, I remember when Kulibali first played when that yeah, like first that. came on the scene, right? I remember when he first came on the scene and he was a little clumsy at his feet, good with his aerial. You know, he did get a goal against Palermo, like match three, but he he, he struggled to adapt just a, a little bit. Like him and Benitez, they, they got along, but they weren't vibing. It wasn't until Sadi. About two, three, four years in, he became Koulibaly, who is who we know, the top three center back in yeah. the whole world he was, right? he was raw that first season remember how he how was very raw he was very raw yeah absolutely then kim comes in and kim looks like year four Kulibali, and mm. and right away and it's like man we really did forget Kuli. like we forgot him we forgot never gonna forget question him. but question for you two and the people yeah. in the chat too chime in What's your take so far on Andombele? Because I've got a story for you on that too. Okay. Andombele for me uh, is I was always very excited that he came in because I know that he, you know, he was really instrumental in that Lyon team. Uh, And when Tottenham's going to buy a player for, I don't know how many million they bought him for, you know, he's got some sort of, you know, credibility to his game. He just didn't fit there. So we get him, right? And of course, the slow start. We got him right at the end of the the transfer window, right? The transfer market. So, so he didn't get a lot of training with the team on, you know, on on preseason or what have you. And then they had to play that that mid that like Juve Stabia friendly when there was a 
week off that they played and he played and he scored and it was really good. Um, but progressively more and more and more, he's getting, he's getting his 90 minutes in because I remember at CBS as well. So, so we were sandwiched. Remember this, uh, Ralph, we were sandwiched in between Liverpool fans on our right and Tottenham fans on our left watching their games. And I will never forget these sets of, if you saw the coverage, it was the same guys who held up the sign saying, where's Arsenal? You know, what, what time does Arsenal start? And, and ball busting Thierry Henry. And they came to me with Napoli stuff. Yeah. Napoli. How's in Dembele doing for you? How's his 30 oh, minutes okay. doing? And, and I'm like, yeah, actually he played 85 the other day. And, and you know, he got yeah. a couple, you know, he got a couple goals in the champions league. So how about that? He yeah. played 90 minutes that game. And I turned to them as they just got scored on by one of their former players for sporting. I said, yo, and Dombele just hit the crossbar. <laughs> oh, he's playing 90. What's up with you? You know, I love him. I love so him. the reason why I asked is because when I was at BN Sports down in Miami, we had the league on rights. And me and Andres Cordero commentated league on as much as we commentated City on. Right. So I remember I, I did all of his games in his last season at Lyon and the ones before that. But at Lyon especially. I remember saying it. We said it every week. He was like one of the players we talked about the most because he looked insane. Like this guy, box to box, incredible technical ability, hard to dispossess, rocket of a shot from distance, a bit of creativity. He was like, trying to think of maybe like a Yaya Toure, I think is a pretty good example of like a player that I thought, okay, this is, this is the potential here. So when Tottenham signed him, I remember I went on Twitter. I'm like, hey, Tottenham fans, I've been covering him. This kid's going to be amazing. And then apparently he's got some issues off the pitch, a little bit of laziness, doesn't train as hard as you'd want, definitely not a Conte-type player. So is it just the case that it was wrong team, wrong time? Is it something deeper with him? Is it just a maturity thing? This is the biggest question I have because in terms of his skill, there's no questions. Mm -hmm. His head? that's where it seems like there was a bit of a disconnect with Tottenham. And that's why he was considered a, a, a bust in the end at, at Tottenham. So is he going to now feel this, this sense of, hold on, I'm, I'm in something new, something special. I've got a chance here. Or is he going to sulk? Because ultimately, if everyone's healthy, he's probably not a starter. I mean, who's he taking the place of? He's not taking Zambo's place. Not taking Lobot. He's not a Lobotka. So you need Lobotka because he's only, the only guy doing that role. And he's never going to take Zielinski's place because he's one of the first names on the team sheet. So I'm curious to see more mentally how the second half affects him. My hope is that there's enough games to go around. He'll get his chances. He'll stay happy. He'll be motivated because the talent's there. So he's one of the more interesting transfers, I think, from the summer in terms of what I'm looking forward to seeing in the second half. I wonder if it's the good old Southern hospitality from Napoli that can kind of get get him back into his game because yeah, I mean, he, he won yeah he won beast of the match with us against Rangers where he comes in off the bench mm. and just completely and he played steps seven minutes he played game. seven yeah. minutes in that game in Glasgow and yeah. he comes in he gets a goal he almost scored another goal he I, I think uh, 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 what did he get assist too in that game. Hey, I don't remember. Yeah, did, uh, yeah. Listen, he he. Might have almost that's where goals. it's, but that's where it started, Ralph. Right, that's right. where it started to where he started progressing, progressively getting better and better and better. I remember, I think the only game he started, the first game he started in, was one of those two uh, draws to Fiorentina or Lecce, and it was like ah, wasn't enough. I think he started for Z- for Zielinski one of those two games, but again, 
the time went on. And I think another thing is, Mateo, for me, is that he's buying into Spalletti's, you know, uh, uh, what Spalletti is selling. He's buying it. You know what I mean? Because he know he probably you have to know you're here on a loan. I think it's a dry loan. I'm not 100% sure what the deal is, but but you're here on a loan. You're here to help out with the depth. The is starters buy, are, is there a buyout? What is it? I don't think so. 32, I don't think so. There, there could be. I, I could be wrong, Mateo, about that. That's that's but a decent amount of money, especially decent, for Napoli. You know, that's, it's that's, a decent I mean, that's what money. you spent on Chucky Lozano, a player that is uh, well, good. I don't know if you guys want to talk about it. Later, <laughs> yeah, you, we can talk about it. Let's listen. We rant. That's what we're doing. Let's I don't. Rant. I don't really like him. <laughs> That's why I don't uh, really like him as a player. I, I don't think he's a bad player. I, I don't, don't really like his him uh, him his characteristics. I think he has his uses. Yeah, and he's obviously been played slightly out of position. He's best as a left winger. He's never going to play there because he had Insigne first, Cavada next. So forget that. But he's got to adapt too. Like at the end of the day, like. You're on the right. Maybe you're not going to be a goal-scoring option like you were at PSV. But he's just not – like when you see Cavada and then the ball goes to Lozano, it's almost like, oh, okay, well. It's, he's not a very technical player. Do you, you know, he's, he's quick. He can yeah. kind of herky-jerky movements. But in terms of with the ball, he's not like an elegant player. I don't know. I think for the money that Napoli spent, he's a slight yeah. disappointment. I wouldn't call sure. him a bust because he's had he had a good goal scoring season where he had like a dozen goals. Right? What was it? Two years ago that he yeah, scored like yeah. a dozen year, or fourteen year goals. Year two, year two or something. He's not. Like look, he's not. He's, he's just not my cup of tea. I think is the best way I could it's, say. It's fair. That's fair. Is it because of the fee though? Because a few people say this. Is it because of the fee? Like if he was a little bit cheaper, do we give him a little bit more of a pass? A little bit I more. Feel, I just feel like he's a bit like. Uh, you know who he reminds me of? He got he has a, like a little bit of Juan Iturbe. Do you remember Juan Iturbe? I do remember Iturbe. Yes, just yes. kind of like a, a, Padre, a rudderless right? speed, uh, yeah, rudderless speedboat. Just yeah. kind of you know out of control. I think I think that's a that's a <laughs> Lozano's probably a better player than Juan Iturbe. Juan Iturbe was at Verona <laughs> and then he got bought by Roma. It didn't work out there. Um, oh, that's right. It was, it was Roma and Verona. That's, that's right. the one player on the lineup right now that I'm. No, yeah, no, it's a, fa- it's, no, a fa- it's a it's a fair point, and he's hot and cold in here. He is, he is, he's hot and cold in yeah. here, and and it's 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 one you know he had that gate stretch of games where he scored three you know three in three matches, and you know he was coming around you know, and now you know he put in a rather disappointing what 60, 70 minutes against Atalanta, which was you know whatever. I think. I, I, I'm still comfortable in the with him in the lineup. I don't see Chucky and like, oh no, you know what I mean. That's you, do you, Han, but do you think Politano's better than Chucky? Yes, if you I do. Yes, one? yes, I'd rather. I like, see, I, I like Politano in in terms of what he offers from a technical standpoint because I think he's he's not as quick, but he's more shifty and he can create a bit of space. He's got it. Mm-hmm. He's got a decent left foot, Politano. Like Politano's a pretty good city out winger. Right. It's look. It's it's good to have that competition between the two, between Politano and uh, and uh, Lozano, because they're going to push each other. That's the hope. But that's the one area where I'm like, oh, take it or leave it. I think someone said in the chat, take it or leave it's the best way. But but you know what? Compared to last season, though, Matteo, I think both of them are doing so much better. Like last season, yeah, yeah. I had a I uh, last season I was questioning if. It's just that we don't play well on on the wings with Spalletti, and this season it's proved me wrong because you got Quada and you got Politano Lozano covering the right, and they're doing a fine job. Like you know what I mean? Collectively, Politano Lozano are doing a good job, in my opinion. 
And and yeah. and and I think Lozano was better than Politano coming in to Napoli, but it just didn't work. It's it's not you know it didn't work out the way we wanted it to, and that might have something to do with like you know, uh, just him always saying something like, uh, you know, I've always wanted to play for a bigger club. He said that once before and kind of left a little bad taste in the mouths of, of Neapolitans and, you know, whatever, whatever the kid off the, (laughs) he walked off the pitch while we celebrated. I think it was against Milan and he walked off the pitch. I was like, ah, that's not, Oh, was it lots live TV? uh... Yeah. Live TV, no, you're you're doing good, man. This is good production. There's some I, great beards, by the way, in the comments. Every time you flash the person's face, all I see are just perfect beards, man. Yeah, I think we well, brought listen, up listen, listen, friends, listen. Right? Yeah. Let's, let's not throw people per- in this chat. Let's, huh? not, let's <laughs> not throw perfect around, okay? And good-looking good looking. hosts, of course. Listen, good-looking people, yes. Beards, nobody's perfect. Would love right to. Here. Would love to hear Mateo's take on Meret. Look, I, I am I actually feel bad for Meret because I think that's the hardest position to be in when you know the team isn't fully invested in you, when you right. know that they're trying to get Kaylor Navas in the last few weeks, who's one of the best keepers in the world. And Meret responding the way he did. He had he has one howler. I did that game. One howler to his name this uh-huh. season. The Bologna. Is that it? The one that went right through his hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's made so many good saves and he's shown character in the biggest games. He showed character against Liverpool in the Champions League. Like, this is a guy that, in a, as a goalkeeper, to have that sort of fear to know that I'm not the guy. Ospina already beat me in the last few seasons for the starting role. I, I've been snubbed by different managers. Like, that's a tough position to be in. But Meret, the first thing I remember hearing about him is that the under 21 Italy coach, the Azzurini coach, he had said that technic from a technical standpoint in terms of being goalkeeper, Meret was at a higher level than Donnarumma when mm. they were both in that setup. So uh, this is when Meret was the Serie B goalkeeper of the year. And he was coming to Serie A, so you know we hadn't seen too much of him. But I, I, I think he could improve his distribution. I mean that's obvious he's not Manuel Neuer. He's but that that's one area that I think he could get better. And obviously ironing out a few mistakes, but I think he's I think this is the best version of Meret that we've seen at Napoli, right? In my opinion, in my opinion, yes, it is. Uh Ralph, you have something I mean, to say? No, I mean considering what we've been doing this uh this season, yeah, this is probably you know, and considering everything he's dealt with over the past season or two, kind of competing with time for Espina. Well, yeah. Pretty yeah. good job. I'm not complaining. Absolutely. Napoli Napoli have this three one average this season. I mean, if we keep that up, we'll be We'll be just fine. So we'll be champions. I'm fine. I, I was questioning. I, I caught some some slack, uh, Matteo, because I was questioning some of his save selections. He he seemed to be a little bit, you know, indecisive with that howler from Bologna. I saw it again, even though it was kind of point blank range, a hard shot coming low in the Champions League versus Liverpool. That first goal that he gave up, it just I, I had said that I, I don't think he was fully confident in some of his save selections. That's something that I want to see him improve on but you know I- the thing the thing with Meret that's tough is that there's so many damn good keepers in the league the, yes. even keepers that aren't household names like look at Guillermo Vicario of Empoli is amazing amazing just go look at, if you haven't heard of him go look at his saves on YouTube like this guy's a stud Provedel right who, who was at uh and then he went to Lazio as the backup and he's he's put the guy who's supposed to be the starter on the bench 
because he got red carded in six minutes of the first game. There's a lot of good keepers in this league. So when you make a mistake, it's even more glaring because you're, you're used to such goalkeeping play across the board, even with the small provincial teams. You know, did you see uh, – you saw the Milan game, I'm assuming, Spe- Milan Spezia. Who's that? Drangowski? Yeah. Is that is that Spezia's keeper now? Drangowski, right? Uh, is it Drangowski? Yes. Or is it, yeah, yeah, or uh, Skorupski. Yeah. Not, not Skorupski, right? Oh, why, why am I blank? <laughs> it happens to me all the time. Anyway, whoever the heck it was, what a, what a performance in the first half. Actually, today, watching back the Napoli match because, uh, you know, we're at the club meet. We're, you know, mingling and talking and watching and eating and video taping and editing. And it, it, it got fresher. So Ralph and I always go back and watch again to, you know, like yeah, study or whatever. Right. So, yeah, Drangowski. So, so I'm watching and I'm cutting, and then it goes right to the Milan Spezia game. And I start watching the first half of that as I'm working. And every time I look around, Drangowski's doing another save with his feet or another crazy save. He had a great first half. Uh, so I get that, man. Serie A goalkeepers are, I would put them up against any goal, like league's goalkeepers in the whole world. They yeah, have, our they coaches and our goalkeepers, game. man, we just produce so many of them. And, and it's always been that way. It's always been that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, someone before said that uh, Paul, Paul, <laughs> Paul is such a great Paul. Dude, I'm blanking on even the names. Paul? Politano. Politano, man. Politano. <laughs> just, just, guys, t- t- anyone who doesn't Listen, have kids, this is what yeah. happens when, you, when you're up at five <laughs> and you're dealing with two kids. All right. One of them who has a broken leg. It's just crazy. You start yeah, forgetting man. things. You start yeah, blanking. I, I saw that. Poli. Why was I thinking of Andrea Poli? Andrea Poli. Your mind just starts stops working. At least it happens here and it does happen when I'm that. on commentary because the difference is when I'm on commentary, I slept well. I got eight hours in the hotel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's different. Here I'm just an I'm just like a, a discount store version of myself. But it's cool because we, 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 get, the, we get the real Matteo Poli. Yeah, man. I, I, I called you, I called you see, Politano. See, bro. Yeah. Same, same bro, I got the kids too. You. Trust me. And, and the business and all that. Trust me. I know. You got the kids. I, I got time. Let's do one more question, man. I want to do something about I, I, I want the family I just rolled in. Listen, let's yeah. take this last question. We'll get out and we'll all get out together because we're past the hour mark up. And I want to hear your thoughts about it from uh, from our boy Mo Salad. Mateo, do you think Napoli can make a genuine noise in the UCL? Great question. Absolutely, yes. I would yeah. not be shocked if they can go to the semifinal. I think they got a great draw in the round of 16. On their day, who wants to play Napoli, man? Because they have nothing to lose. Manchester City, PSG, you know, all these teams. First of all, there, there might be a, a scenario in which PSG and Liverpool get knocked down the round of 16 because they have hellish matchups. And right. if that happens, that already knocks out, you know, two of the supposed four best teams in the right. world. So that, that bodes really well for the Italians. Napoli on their day, what they did to Liverpool at home, if they can play like that uh, – who wants to play yeah, them? They did to Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, PSG, Manchester City. Who wants to play them? Manchester City, Napoli might be the most entertaining game. Oh, man. Can you imagine? Pep Guardiola, Pep Guardiola is going to be frothing at the mouth thinking Mateo. of how fun this game because he appreciates attacking managers. He always he appreciates. Remember the City game Sorry. against yeah. Sarri that he said how much he loved playing against Sarri? I do. I, that's the mat. That's my dream matchup for Napoli. I I. Th- I I maybe could they pull a Leicester? And can you imagine they win the whole thing? That they win the Champions League before they win the Scudetto? Like, it's insane. 
What can I but say? Why not, man? This is the magic of Champions League. When you've got a team like this, you're allowed to dream. You're, you're not crazy. It's we, seven we've more seen matches. crazier things. I've seen crazier things in my lifetime happen. So why not? Like, why can't it happen to Napoli? Put it this way. It's seven more matches in which you only really need four more wins. Let's put it that way. Mm. Right? When you think about that, you're on a 16 quarter semis final. You get you get wins in four of those games and draws in the rest. You win. Napoli goes four wins, three draws in the Champions League. They win the Champions League. And Kim and Halad. Oh, that's a good matchup. Kim against uh, Mbappe as well. Oh, Didn't yeah. Kim get, get he, Kim got beaten by someone goofy? Who was it that beat Kim? Uh, when it was an Atalanta player. It, no, it wasn't an Atalanta player on uh, on Saturday. On that Saturday? Just, like, slipped in way too easy, and I remember even making uh, making a joke saying it was the first time I saw Kim make a mistake this season. Oh, was it? Uh, was it not Hoyland? Right? Not Hoyland. Was it Hoyland? No, it wasn't Hoyland. It was um, anyway. That was but the the guy is the guy's almost flawless. Uh, no, I, I'm getting me. excited here thinking about it, man, because Italian team is doing good in Champions League. It helps us all out. It helps it me does. out. It helps you guys out. It helps like the city out, the reputation, everything, man. We need my, a team to get to the final this season. In my opinion. Oh, it was Mele. Yeah, yeah. It Mele. was the, yeah, because that wouldn't make sense, right? It was the Mele cutting inside, yeah. Listen, the, uh, the the uh, he also got beat by the Lecce, uh, the Lecce strike that that wonderful goal. Who was the Italian kid? I can't remember his name either. The one one they scored what? from outside the box. Colombo. Right? He was kind of Colombo. Oh my gosh, what a goal! That's Milan youth. Yeah, wonderful. That was good. Um, who do, who do, who's uh, who do we got uh, midweek for Napoli? Empoli uh, tomorrow at 1240, 1230. Oh man, so Vicario, the guy I was telling you, Vicario, about. man. Listen, Empoli, Empoli he might could be the be best a, keeper in the league. Empoli could be a, a really tough match for us. It usually is. It usually is, man. Yeah, we're you not know, we're um, not doing coverage on it. That's why I, I, I we're doing at Wednesday all this coverage. week. Just this mid. No, oh, no, okay. we're we're okay. doing we're only doing Wednesday, and then we're in Saturday and Sunday. I think the Who idea was. Wednesday? So uh, let me just double check the times and everything because I haven't I've been completely just to myself today. So Wednesday we have Sassuolo Roma at twelve thirty. And then Inter Bologna two forty five, and then tomorrow Napoli Empoli twelve thirty, Cremonese and Milan two forty five. Good double headers, man. Yeah, very good, very good. <laughs> we don't have these rents on time. Yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna get uh, thrown out of the house soon. <laughs> but hey, but guys, thanks so much for having me. Hey, thank you for coming in. Uh, short notice. Uh, you guys have a nice little listen. setup here. The production is like top top quality. That's you this got guy. Comments streaming in. That's this guy right here. That's Ralph Pizzato. I'm the mouth. Bro, someone, the... So, come on, man. Marinara or Margarita? Yeah, I was, I was shaving. I want, I want to put a, hold on. Let me put this up. Quinton asks us. Final question, <laughs> then you're out of here, Mateo. Cacho is cool and all, but we need the real answers. Mateo, what are you ordering? Marinara, so I, Margarita. Bro, I live right now in northern Connecticut. I'm like yeah. 10 minutes from Mass, but I'm in the middle of nowhere. We only have one real Neapolitan pizzeria. The guy who owns it worked in Na- Napoli. He went there on like an apprenticeship. So he knows what he's doing. He gets all the bufala cheese, uh, the real Marzano tomatoes, everything. It's amazing. I drive an hour round trip to pick up a simple bufala margherita. Mm. Don't eat anything else. Don't duck. want any toppings. I just margherita want the duck, three huh? ingredients. That's it, the duck. The duck. That's when you know it's legit. That's yeah, when you duck. know it, bro. Listen. That's that's no, all you need. You don't need anything that's else. That's all you need. need. Uh, 
Listen, I had the first time I've been inside Ribalta in eight was on Saturday. And when, it's good, I ordered, it's good, when I ordered a margarita and he asked me, Doc, I said, Doc, I shivered, bro. I'm telling you, I shivered. I was like, okay, yes, Doc, let's go. <laughs> let's do it. Patatine, it was, Wurster, Wurster. Yeah. I could do some, I could use some patatina right now. The only thing I have here are animal crackers from my, <laughs> my, my son left on the thing. That is your, is, how is your son doing? City of baby. City of baby. City of baby. He's one and a half. He broke his tibia two yeah. weeks ago, and now he's got oh, a man. massive blister from the calf. So he's just going oh, through the ring right no. now. But he's he's the kid's walking, man. These well, kids dude, are insane. On, they walk on a. It's a closed fracture, so he's just walking. He's a beast, man. When they break their bones at that young of an age, it it really they they don't even remember it. Yeah, like, I'm I'm, I'm going through it now, man. Because when you got a two year old and a one year old, two boys that are animals, yeah. every day you're just trying to prevent them from killing themselves, like falling down the stairs, choking on some stupid thing that they put in their mouth. It just mm-hmm. never ends. That's why you see my eyes like this. That looks yeah, like for you know, sure. That I also that I've been blazing up all day but not just- <laughs> <laughs> do me a favor and say, tell tell k i said thank you for reading my question out on espn fc because that was oh a lot i heard about that that was a lot yeah, of man, fun you're, Mateo. Dude, you're everywhere man you're, you're Listen, stuck. Like a, you're like a you're like crypto right now man you're on yeah, a man. rocket ship to the moon i am it's fun too it is a lot of fun but uh, i got all a real right, kick out of that that was awesome thank you so much i really appreciate you man all right, take care. No, we'll do this again so much sooner yeah. than the year that's gone by or whatever it's been. Take care awesome. and thanks well, for right. the questions. All right. Take care. All right. There he was. Thank you, Matteo Bonetti, for stopping. We by we gave there. Matteo Bonetti the Neapolitan goodbye. Yeah. Hard body on that one. <laughs> Hard I think body. we were saying bye to him for like 25 minutes. We were. He was saying <laughs> bye to us for 25 minutes. Yeah. But that was awesome, man. Let's, thanks again. Let's, to let's him, get man. a Fort Sinopoli going. Uh yeah. In, in the chat, guys, we're going to get out of here. Uh, uh, Alpha. Oh, that was, it was exciting. I mean. That was dope. I, that was dope. <laughs> I, think, I think the Calcio gods just didn't want us to talk. Didn't want me to talk about Moret. And that, you know what? And that's fine. At the end of the it's day, okay. guys, whatever I said, I said. But I appreciate Alex Moret. I'm glad he stayed. I'm glad he's doing well. I hope he does well for the remainder of the season and his career in Napoli. But listen, all I'm going to say is it's okay to criticize your players, no matter where they come from, no matter what nationality they are, no matter how they play great one week and they don't the next. It's okay to criticize your players. Not everybody's going to have an awesome game every day, you know? And to admit it's. To, 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 to be fair to Medet against Liverpool, he was good. It's just those two shots were very difficult. Um, but a keeper of high quality should be able to withstand. I mean, listen, not that there was anything on the line either. So it's a really, it's really like I go here and then I go here. I go here and then I go here. At the end of the day, who cares? We won the group, right? But... The question should be asked. You know what I mean? He redeemed himself again. Someone in here said it. It seems like when Medet has a howler or a bad match, he rebounds with a good match the next match. And that's good because that's an indication that the whole team is doing that. Right, Ralph? The whole yeah, team I'm... responds to a not-so-good match with a win. And that's big. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, definitely. It's it's just a small, even if it's considered nitpicking, which somebody said, and maybe it is. Maybe the nitpicking is a form of a compliment. You know, there's not. It's not like it's so bad that it's so obvious that you have you actually have to dig in and look at some of the nitty gritties to find out maybe what's wrong or what's maybe something you can move on. So, but at the end of the day, I'm not. Nobody's here with pitchforks and torches. Ready to yeah uh, you know ready to burn down down this guy's house and and, and Dude, yeah, communicate on an He, he was, was beaten to the match match. for Sassuolo. A, yeah. a, a decision and a, and, a, and a consideration that, today, right? I mean, and a consideration today, and you know, and and if it wasn't for what Ozzy did, because oh, what yeah. Ozzy did was absolutely beastly, Moret probably would have won. So there's no hate here. Maybe being critical, yes, but there's no hate. I don't think he was responsible for anything in that Champions League game I'm just making sure he's the guy and so far so good but let's see how the rest of the season uh, rest of the season fares out alright but Rafa great show big thank you to everybody great in show. the chat again be sure to please leave a like comment share subscribe tell a friend to subscribe guys uh, we need you to grow and everybody's doing a fantastic job so thank you again Rafa Fortunapoli hey, Sempre, man. Fortunapoli Sempre. Don't forget, tomorrow, tomorrow, Napoli Empoli. Get in 1230 Eastern. Oh, word. I'll watch probably hey, watch the party on the Discord, yeah. If you're near the city and you need a place to watch the match, go to Ribalta. They open at 12 every day and they have every match on. Right? Word go up. do it. Go, go do it. it yes, so then, guys, Fortunapoli Sempre. Ciao, ciao. Until next time. Ciao, ciao, ciao.